0: Welcome to Conversations on the Co-Mission, a podcast where we're talking about the topics, the trends, and the issues in missions that impact both the missionary and the churches that partner with them. My name is Tony Balava, and with me today is Stephen Madoff, our co-host.
1: Well, hello there, Tony. It is great to be back with you and with our listeners today. You know, you mentioned that comment about we're going to discuss the topics that impact the missionary and the churches that partner mm-hmm. with them. And today's topic is going to be squarely mm. in that zone where what we're going to cover deals with the churches and the missionaries right. because mm-hmm. we are going to uh, discuss the issue of what do you do when a missionary retires because it may be age mm. or health and what does that supporting church do? in regards to that, mm-hmm. as well as the issue of what do you do when a missionary, uh, maybe one of the spouses, passes away, mm-hmm. and how should the, the the supporting and partnering church handle right. that? Mm-hmm. Not an easy topic, that's for sure. Not at all. Not too long ago,
0: um, we had an episode on missions policy and written missions policy. This would be a great thing to address in a church missions policy. How are you going to handle somebody who retires, somebody who comes back from the field, or as you mentioned, um, somebody who's been widowed? Uh, either one of the spouses passes and goes home to be with the Lord. I think a lot of times we don't think about that at all until it happens. And so it'd be great to have a written policy. Um, and I think for the better, things have changed along the the way recently. Not too long ago even, 20-something years ago, probably even when you and I uh, first started with with BIMI in the 90s, uh, the idea was I'm going to the field, I'm going for life. We don't even think about retirement.
1: Retirement was the dirty word. It was like, oh, no, I'm just going to live on the field until the Lord returns Mm -hmm. or until it takes me home. I mean, that was... Mm -hmm. That was the statement. I don't think it was ever meant as this bravado statement mm-hmm. of, oh, I don't need to care about retirement, but it truly was their heart. It was the right. heart of the missionaries to say, you know, we're going to go. We're going to go in faith. Mm-hmm. So a retirement plan was something that wasn't even considered for, right. for a whole generation of mm-hmm. missionaries. Now, before we even go any further, I think we can gladly state that that mindset sort of has changed. Yes, I mean I know even here at BIMI there is a mandatory retirement plan that our missionaries have to put into to cover for these things, so that the whatever happens going down the road isn't mm-hmm. now in this quandary of is it the church's responsibility to continue supporting them or should they you know right. on their own? Right. And so I think that covers now. Mm-hmm. But you do have a lot of missionaries who were back in that day who just never even remotely thought about retirement plans. Absolutely. And yeah. so there's a there's a generation that are kind of here in the United States unable to do much ministry because again of age mm-hmm. or of health issues. And the church is now confronted with this this kind of problem. Mm. Do we continue supporting someone who in a sense is not actively working in ministry? or do we take that money, drop them, drop our partnership with them mm-hmm. and reinvest that financial support into someone who in a sense is actively on the field doing something for the Lord currently. That's yeah. not an easy not an easy answer nor it's an, nor is it a, a easy dis- discussion for that church. Not at all. Uh, I, I do want to just make really crystal clear for
0: anybody who's listening, uh, we mentioned mandatory retirement and, uh, at BIMI. We do not tell missionaries when they have to come off the field to retire, but we do, as an organization, say if you're going to partner with BIMI as a missionary, you are going to contribute financially to a retirement program. And that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about, okay, you've hit a certain age, you got to come off the field. Uh, We let the Lord totally lead in that direction with people. Uh, But it is, I think, so much better that we've decided that we're going to plan for the future financially. Again, let's go back even just our generation, coming with BIMI in the 90s. um, By that time, they had already begun to uh, start this, you're going to have to contribute to the retirement program not too long before as they weren't doing that. I don't know the exact date. And not only that, but those who are involved in ministry have that option to opt out of Social Security Mm -hmm. also. And so when we say that they were going to go to the field and just stay there, it, it also meant there's no Social Security, there's no kind of retirement fund and let's face it, the average missionary just doesn't have the money to set aside and say, well, how come they didn't save? They didn't save any more or less because of the same reason the average pastor does or doesn't, because the, the finances usually aren't there.
1: And especially going back those, that generation, mm-hmm. I mean, there were many who used to go to the field with very little support. I mean, right. it was like at the lowest mm-hmm. amount of dollars, numbers that in today's time— we really would not encourage someone to leave for the field yet, but to stay kind of in the States to get on deputation, mm-hmm. to raise a bit more before mm-hmm. they took off. Well, back in that time, it was just sort of like, hey, we have a little bit of money. Let's mm-hmm. go. Let's head. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. They, they lasted for many years on the field. Right. I mean, and God provided. And there was, without a doubt, a whole avenue of faith that they these folks got to experience than probably yeah. the generation of today. Mm-hmm. But when it came to this thing of, all right, we don't have a the safety net of Social Security mm-hmm. because they opted out, as you mentioned, and we don't have a safety net of any money going into a retirement plan because, again, like you mentioned, they didn't have any extra money right. to put to a retirement right. plan, even if they had thought about it. Mm. Now, they're coming off the field with literally nothing.
0: Yeah, and, and, the, and the question then is, where do they turn and... Somebody's going to say, Well, obviously to the Lord. Well, I guarantee you they do. But they also are really in their minds depending upon those churches that supported them all these years. I think a missionary enters into a partnership with a church with the mindset that this is a lifelong partnership. Maybe that's naive, uh, but I know as a pastor, when we entered into a partnership with a missionary, we entered into it thinking it was a lifelong partnership. And we did have some policies in place regarding retirement and those kind of things. And I, as, a, as a pastor of a local church, one of the things that was a huge plus to me in bringing missionaries in that were associated with BIMI was I knew the policy, and I knew, okay, they are going to have some retirement uh, that they have set aside. Uh, I should say this, though. I don't think I know a single... Be I am a missionary who could live off of just that particular retirement fund that's being set aside. It's a good plan, uh, but you know it's it's based on investment, so on and so forth. And there's a company that we use that does that, and it fluctuates just like everybody's mm-hmm. retirement plan does. And our our people do a great job at managing that, and and uh, those in our business office and all but there is always going to be a need for further support. And one of the things that we've done at BIMI is for those who come back off the field and are still able to be involved in ministry but maybe can't live on the foreign field but could be active and still maybe be in ministry here stateside in some different ways is what we call the arm ministry. And those missionaries that are coming off the field have hit a certain age usually, they're not able to stay in the, on the foreign field any longer, function in the capacity that they were previously, but they can still do some things. And the ARM ministry gives opportunity to that missionary to be involved in ministry and then for churches to say, yeah, that's a worthy cause I can continue to invest. And why don't you talk just a little bit about ARM?
1: ARM stands for Assistance and Relief Missionary, and so it is those, as you said, coming off the field, and maybe for whatever reason they can't live long-term overseas, Mm -hmm. but a lot of our ARM personnel are now being used to fill in the gaps on furlough. So when a missionary on the field Mm -hmm. comes back to the United States to do their furlough time, well, obviously, they try to look for someone who can replace them, and one of the first kind of phone calls that they make is to our arm ministry Mm -hmm. to say, hey, is there anyone available who can go fill in for me Mm -hmm. in my church overseas for six months or or longer? And a lot of our arm missionaries are able to do that because Mm -hmm. maybe they can't live because you know, again, extended periods of time, but they can do three months, right. six months, right. because of maybe checkups they got to come back to mm-hmm. doctors' appointments and or so on and so forth. But they're able to still do things. Uh, or within the United States, they're able to go and do a right. lot of ministry, yeah. go a lot, do a lot of preaching, go be a part of a church, and, and lend a hand and in, mm-hmm. in outreach and evangelism yeah. and things of that nature. So ARM has been a great help. There's Absolutely. no doubt. I know yeah. for BIMI, it's been a great help to... Mm-hmm our missionaries as well as to the churches right, both right. overseas and here domestically mm-hmm. but there are some though who can't make that mm-hmm. they can't transition to that be just because their situation is tougher because maybe they got sick yeah or they lived on the field until they're 78 or 80 mm-hmm. and now they come back and they just do not have the capacity nor the energy to be able to do any assistance or yeah. relief work mm-hmm. uh, in ministry let me just add one other thing. I think one of the things that sometimes we look at it today and go, how could these people have done this? Why didn't they plan? But I truly think it's it's one of those situations where the mindset was different than what we have today. Sure. It was. I think also those missionaries thought that that church, like you mentioned, was mm-hmm. going to partner with them for life. And probably those pastors even expressed something like that. Brother, mm-hmm. we're behind you, so on and so forth but that pastor who committed to them 40 years ago is not in the pastorate of that church anymore. He's retired. <laughs> he is retired. There's a new guy. That new pastor in the church doesn't know that missionary and that thinking of the pastor is different just as mm-hmm. it's a, you know, generational change of mindset and values. And so now you have this guy caught up you know, in right. this in this uh, loophole. And so but also we think about it's dovetailing to the topic of widows. You know, right. we, we've touched on it just oh so briefly. But when you have uh, maybe, let's say, the husband passes away on the mission field. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you have this lady out there, wherever they're serving. And what happens oftentimes is some churches now are, what do we do? Hmm. Do we continue to support her? Do we not support her? What what do we do? I think it puts kind of a it can be a burden to the to that widow because there's one loss of her husband, right? And then what often happens is there is a tremendous loss of financial resources because right. churches yeah. are ceased to partner because they said your husband passed away, so you're not in active church ministry like starting churches right. or right. doing the pastorate again overseas, and so. It doesn't fit our what we mm-hmm. do, and so we, we are going to have yeah. to discontinue our partnership yeah. with you. And that's a double whammy of emotional loss yeah. and of her life partner, and then the financial yeah. loss of her partnering right. churches. I, I do think that some of that stems from maybe a fundamental,
0: I'm going to be cautious here, but a fundamental maybe misunderstanding of missionary work between husband and wife. And a lot of times... We look at the husband and say, he's the missionary. We look at that completely different here at BIMI. Yes. And we look at husband and wife as missionaries. We, we firmly believe that both are in the will of God, that a wife isn't just a wife on the field and her husband happens to be a missionary, but that they are in that in a partnership. And in their marriage, uh, biblically, they're one how you determine are the husband and wife called individually and separately? And, you know, does God call the husband? Does he call the wife? Does he call them both? Yep. That's not this conversation. <laughs> Though I would say this, when God has called me personally to, uh, when he first called me to missions in Canada and then moved us to Arizona and then now to this position here as far North director with BIMI, uh, the Lord worked in my heart and and the my wife, Basically stepped back and and got with the Lord as well, and kind of waited to see what God was doing in my life. But I can say that in every instance, the Lord also confirmed in my wife's heart individually, "This is what you're going to do as as one flesh, as husband and wife." And for that reason, uh, you know, to, to look at a at a widow uh, uh, that her husband's passed away and say, "Well, we supported your husband." I don't think churches would do it intentionally ever uh, or with a, a heart that says, we don't care about you. But unfortunately, what is communicated is we were behind your husband. We weren't really behind you so much. And and that could be so hurtful. And the truth is, you and I both have, uh, I have uh, in the far north, we have four, uh, mission, uh, four widows who are uh, missionaries today. We have those who are so active Mm -hmm. in ministry and really are worthy of support. We have one in Quebec who continues to this day in the church that not only her husband started, but she alongside poured her heart into that Mm -hmm. as well and works there to this day and is is actively involved. Uh, Her husband was my soul winning partner in Quebec, and and you and I spoke about him recently. I I never knew a better soul winner than he Except for maybe his wife, hmm. and she is so active and so winning, and in discipling ladies, and and really just so intricate in the work there, and for somebody to say, "Well, your husband's gone, we're going to drop your support," uh, it. When I get those letters as her director, sometimes I'll get that letter that says, "Hey, we're going to be in, we're going to be dropping her support," and and it, it breaks my heart yes. to have to communicate that to her.
1: Absolutely, and and again in in my part of the world. I have very similar widows who their husbands passed away, but they are just as active mm. in doing what they can for the cause of right. Christ and investing into women and mm-hmm. children as if their husband was still alive. Yes. I mm-hmm. mean, they've not slowed down mm-hmm. any. It It is, you know, to put my kind of own personal thoughts into it, it is frustrating to me mm. when, like you said, you get those letters that say, you know, we're dropping them because they're no longer they're no longer in the church work as what we've you know kind of commissioned yeah. them to do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, oh, but they she still is. She still very much is. Mm-hmm. I think one thing we've talked about to start off with the mission policy that this is an area right. to consider. I honestly think it's going to be helpful to kind of put in a policy that says we will evaluate each situation yes. as it Absolutely. is. Rather than doing a cookie cutter, we drop everyone. There's, right. Someone retires where well, we cease supporting you. Because there are some mm-hmm. people, whether it be retired or whether it be the, the widow situation, where sure. they're still doing a great work. Mm-hmm. And to just blanket everyone to yeah. say, well, we're done with you because yeah. of your age and not as much retirement uh, work that you're doing, or because your husband has passed, well, so we're done. Oh, that's right. such a yeah. such a harsh and calculating yeah. thing. That I think I, every situation deserves its own merit. Absolutely,
0: yeah. I think every you're so right on that. Every situation is going to be different, and really should be evaluated differently by the church. You know, there are going to be. I mentioned that we have um, we have four widows in uh, that are still associated with Far North missions, and uh, I think of two of those, we have two who are still on the field. Uh, That they were with their husbands when they passed. And then we have two who have moved now to the United States. Those two in the United States are still super active in their uh, local church that they're part of, back in the sending church for one, you know, and and I'm pretty sure the other as well, Uh, but they've been around a lot longer than I, and I, I would have to verify it's their sending church. But, um, super, super active, and I get their prayer letters, and I see what they're doing, and I see souls that are saved, and and how they're working out of that, that local church ministry, helping that local church. They're not out on their own doing their own thing. They're They're seeing souls saved. They end up going back to that church they're a part of, and they are an asset to that local church, and that's actually what I would imagine the church, the supporting church first partnered with them to do when their husband was alive. They're still doing it. Now, some come back and say, you know what? I think that it's time for me to just kind of be a, a member of a church, do some things. Maybe uh, there was a life insurance policy. Maybe there's some children back stateside that can help and take care of them. And 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 they will usually not usually in every case that I'm aware of, they're honest people and they're going to communicate and say, we don't need that support any longer. We're doing fine. But some will say, you know what? I don't know what else to do. I I don't have a plan B. And, And think of how difficult it would be for a lady who is 70 years old, say. What job does she go out and get? She's been a missionary mm-hmm. wife all these years. She knows ministry and, and all, but who hires her? And what yep. job can she get to to uh, uh, supplement her income?
1: And And again, just so we can restate and clarify that we are talking about that generation in the past who right. is kind of up in those years, that they did not think of these retirements or, mm-hmm. as you said, life insurance plans. Right. You know, now I think this generation currently active, mm-hmm. um, who are going out, that that's something that's in our thoughts. That's something mm-hmm. that's uh, we. It's discussed. It's it's brought up sure. that hey, make sure you have life insurance. But we have had missionaries who've been tied to BIMI for years. When mm-hmm. they passed off the passed off this earth, come to find out mm-hmm. that they did not have life insurance. And so now that wife is. In a very precarious situation mm-hmm. financially, and she has she has nothing yeah. that's coming in, and so that's who we're talking about. Thankfully, mm-hmm. again, this next generation, I think that that issue has been solved for the most part. But again, you have these folks that are here, and I know it's really hit home even our bi and my family when some of our office personnel who've been up in years mm-hmm. passed. Can I state what a church should not do? I've had these conversations with pastors and don't have a mindset of they're no longer giving us value for our money. Mm, I've, right. I have I yeah. have had a pastor more than one occasion, actually when someone retired or the spouse passed away that the pastor was like, you know what, when can I cease giving them money because I want to put my money to someone who's really doing the work. Mm. And it was almost said in those very exact words. Yeah. That's, that's harsh. <laughs> that <laughs> yes. really is harsh. And yeah. it they are still servants of the Lord. And mm-hmm. there is that idea that they deserve honor. I mean, right. churches in the United States honor long-serving pastors. Yes. We have that title, mm-hmm. Pastor Emeritus. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of churches that people could probably think about where there's a Pastor Emeritus, someone who's been now retired because of years— mm-hmm. But they recognize you have served a valuable role, and so we're still going to be connected with you. We still want to honor you. We still don't want to just kind of, to use the just the cliche, kick you to the curb and let's move on off of you. But that there is that role, that title. Now, BIMI tries to, tries to also kind of do something like that for missionaries who have served on the field for— uh, for an extended period of time, I want to say it's over 30 years and they are at least 60 years of age Mm -hmm. that when they come off the field and if they're, in a sense, retiring, Mm -hmm. that we then commission upon them the title of missionary emeritus. Right. That that honored, honoring Mm -hmm. them for their service, their dedication, their living overseas and all that they've done. And we try to do that to... Well, honor them, but also show the churches that these folks are worthy of honor and still right. um, valued mm-hmm. parts of of what God has done around the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: interesting word, honor. Um, uh, let's see, I, I believe it's uh, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 3, it says, Honor widows that are widows indeed. I think that when a church takes on a missionary, we've talked about this before, it really ought to be this partnership. That's what we we talk about on this uh, podcast all the time, this partnership. And they kind of become part of the the church family in a sense. Uh, You may not be their sending church, but still part of that church family. And I do think in that sense, we have a certain responsibility to those ladies who are widows indeed. And we don't have time for the conversation on what is a widow indeed. I know about the, you know, if she has children and so on and so forth. But there should be some honor that we bestow on these ladies and say, you know what? You've served all these years faithfully. Thank you for that. We're not going to have time to hit this topic, but somebody's going to be thinking, what happens? And we've had this at BIMI. What happens when uh, the husband is taken at an early age and, mm-hmm. and the wife is now widowed at a very young age? That's another reason to have a, a missions policy and a, and a perfect reason why you look at these things individually. Yes. Because obviously a, a, a lady who's been widowed at maybe 35 years old, heaven forbid, but it happens and we've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, is she going to be involved in ministry? Is she going to come home? What's going to happen with that situation? You've really got to look at that on an individual basis. And, and let's remember when we're partnering with Missionaries, we're partnering with individuals. And just like all our relationships, you have to handle those on an individual uh, basis.
1: And you can't just have a cookie cutter approach to everything under the sun. I know we are advocates of policy, no doubt. (laughs) But this is one that I think kind of the broad look is better than the nailing it all down straight away. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. as you said, every situation is so different, so unique when it comes to the yeah. issue of retirees or widow and widowers yeah
0: as we have this conversation some of it's it, it's almost like all this negative stuff retirement and widows and all this but w- let me turn it to a positive if i can it, it reminds me that there are still men and women who literally dedicate their entire lives to service on the mission field and have run the race well. Yeah, and and when they come home, I think, you know what? Just like when our soldiers come home, we honor them. And, and we say, you know, you did a great job. Uh, you protected our country and we show them honor. Uh, these are soldiers of Jesus Christ. They've done a great, great job. They've run the race well. And I think we should go out of our way to honor them and to show them that we still care. We love them how your church handles that on an individual basis and and financially and all that's why god let us be independent churches and local churches get to make their own decision I hope that we just can encourage some people to really think through the policy and be prepared for these events, because it's not a matter of if it happens, it's when it happens. And it's going to happen in your missions family sooner or later. And so think those things through, if you would, pastor and churches and, and, you know, we've been through these things. Maybe you've been through them and you say, yeah, we're going to, we're going to approach it a little bit differently, or we need to have that policy. And hopefully this can be a help to you. Thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in and being a part of the podcast. It encourages us to know that you're listening. We hope that you're helped by this. If you'd like to contact us, you can contact Stephen at director at bimi.org, or you can contact myself at... At far north director at BIMI.org. Check out BIMI.org uh, slash media, and you'll find all kinds of information there media page, and uh, social media accounts, and uh, different things that are happening. Also, if you would, recommend us to one of your friends if this podcast is helpful to you. And uh, we hope that you are blessed by this. and It's a blessing for us to be a part. And we ask uh, that you just uh, maybe help us get the word out. But until next time, have a blessed week in the Lord.